Good morning and welcome to Sacred Reading at Brandon High School. I am Mrs. Huff. We are reading We Are Not From Here. We're getting back to the podcast after a break with testing and spring break. With me today is Miss Jackson, Assistant Principal. <laughs> so we're still early in the book and I was reading and I want to talk about something on page 52. I would like to do Lectio Divina, which for those of you just joining us or for those who need a refresher, that's our four-step process where we pull out a quote and then we talk about literally what's going on in the book right here and then allegorically, how is this like the news or some other book? And then personally, how does this feel like our lives or something we can relate to? And then based on that conversation, we talk about what we feel called to do. What is, what is the book telling us we should do based on this? I was reading and looking at during the funeral and at the bottom of page 52, uh, it says, I don't know how to respond to the old woman's revelation, but it doesn't matter. She turns her gaze back towards the street and lets out a loud, painful wail as if she had been on the shores of grief for just a moment. And now the ocean has come to take her back to the deep again. Sometimes it feels like the ocean won't rest until it takes every last one of us. Okay, so first we literally talk about what's going on in the book here. What do you remember from that scene where we're in the uh, funeral and the wake? So the things that stood out to me the most at that scene, I was really, I could relate because it's like everybody from the area wound up bringing parts and in making tamales to serve so I know that I I have been to wakes before and everybody brings a covered dish um, Mm -hmm. to try to make it easier on the family I was moved by the correlation between the red tie that um, Mm. Don Felicio was wearing and the image of the blood on the neck so that was very powerful because I really do visualize when I read so that was that really stood out to me and like made a very concrete visual and I remember that Danya called Holga over because he she wanted to tell him this vision to run away so it was the correlation between what had happened and what next steps were and the wailing that she was in grief like she was Mm -hmm. she came out of her grief to try to give him a warning to save him and then went back into her grief yeah and the the whole having visions my mom always believed in that my family as well uh so the fact that chico already didn't know what to do and pulga didn't know what to do and they're scared and then here's donna agostina telling pulga that they all need to run Mm -hmm. and which can i ask because i'm looking at the timeline this is prior to that vision that Pequena has that is a correlation or is it at the same time because Um, I remember during the wake she had the vision as well with Don Felicio I think it's about the same time so literally we're at the wake burying her husband and I always I thought it was interesting too that she said she didn't want to have kids because she knew she was going to lose him like she was going to take this on for herself but not for her child Mm -hmm. and now as a mother I get that you know, I would have said like, but if you want kids and, you know, you do this and, and it's true, you make very different decisions about what you're willing to do and endure for yourself than Correct. for your kid. 
And here she is also sort of caring for other people's kids and trying to get the three young that are still left to leave. And she's the midwife as well. So it's mm-hmm. the whole, like, it, she really has that empathy towards children. Yeah. That moves her forward. And if we look at this quote about grief and the ocean, mm-hmm. and we talk about what that reminds us of. So showing my age, it reminds me of a Fiona Apple song. Which one? <laughs> in, in her first big hit album, it was mm-hmm. called Tidal, which is a reference the to the wave. tidal waves and that. Mm-hmm. And she has this song where she talks about being pulled under the waves by grief. And she's talking about either sexual assault or a lost pregnancy. And mm-hmm. it's not always clear which one or maybe both. Mm-hmm. And she talks about it being calm under the waves in the blue of my oblivion mm-hmm. is the line. Um, you'll never know how I used to feel. You'll never know the courage I have. You'll never know. But it's calm under the waves in the blue of my oblivion. She says it over and over again. And so this reference to the ocean and Mm -hmm. grief being like an ocean, I see that turmoil on the surface and she's picked her head up and is wailing and then she goes back under and is underneath as well. And and that connection was made for me. Mm -hmm. What about you? What other texts? life books movies news so i was listening to some interesting music this weekend and one of the songs i was listening to the the quote was we're going down with the ship leonardo so it was the reference to titanic and that Mm -hmm. immediately brought me there because that that whole the water consuming taking away And, and since i'm not a water person that's literally one of my phobias so it was like a very strong feeling for me with that because i'm like oh that does not sound good but then there's that always that correlation to the the waves of tears um that go and the, the waves of grief and so when she went to the actual the articulating her grief through orating the wailing i have friends that have visited the wailing wall and so that brought me to that and then i i remember very vividly one time where i was dealing with grief and i was actually at that stage where I was loudly sobbing and it's it's a different feeling like where you just can't even feel like you can be below the water surface to hold that back it just it carries you away it's that soothing of like getting out the feelings because there's no other way to actually get them out and it reminds me of one of my references I always make is I love ducks Mm-hmm. Um, water off a duck's back because you let things go mm-hmm. and then also ducks they're calm on the surface but they're paddling furiously underneath and so it's just these were the images that popped into my mind with that part yeah and you know your first reference there we're going down with the ship and being sucked under mm-hmm. here in this wave and it's calm under the waves too in mind like she's saying it's calm underneath but she may very well be talking about suicide and drowning it makes me feel like people don't survive that really deep water. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if that's foreshadowing and it makes me scared mm. for all of our characters. Me as well, because like I said, I, I'm very invested <laughs> in this book. I was telling Miss Huff earlier that I had gotten to my, my stopping point. Like I said, I'm going to read to this point. And that's what I had told myself. And I stayed up later than I should have. And I just kept reading because I couldn't put it down because I was so on this journey with the characters. And then I apologize for what's coming next. Mm. For those of you who've read ahead or for those of you wondering, I I am sorry because it is true that there is grief in this Mm. book and we see it in multiple places. Correct. 
the amount of grief that the characters at such young tender 17 15 13 mm-hmm. have endured um it's a lot to unpack there and i i just think of like you know trauma infused um childhoods mm-hmm. and, and coping strategies so there was a lot that i was taking from this and then we look at the real world this is an own voices novel it's the characters are made up they're fiction the story is fiction but this is based off of the the call Correct. to write this from the author comes from what really was ha- what is happening in our country and what was happening and if we look at the migrant caravan of people fleeing countries uh, in countries south of us, mm-hmm. uh, they do try to go through Mexico from further south to escape drugs and gangs, and not all of them make it. And they do walk through deserts, you know. And we we heard a lot about the caravan, and mm-hmm. then. Look at what the news said was happening in our country when people did cross into the border, that the way we are detaining people, the way we are separating people from families, the way we are still trying to reunite people who were separated and those who we cannot find their families from. And and all of that, if that is what informed this book, really scares me for our characters. It really always hits me very, very hard because I know growing up, like no matter what happens, your family was always like you always had your family and like that was if everything else was imploding you at least had that so the sheer thought of being removed and separated from that familial unit yeah my family was always there too we always were close and Donna Agostina here is telling Pulga and Chico and Pequeña to run she's not telling their families to run and that worries me too for them because that's a separation. And we know that Pulga's mom very much worries about him, looks after right. him, has taken in Chico, sees him as a son, like wants to help raise Pequeña's baby, is like a sister. So that all feels like family and they're thinking of leaving them. Yes. And that's, I can see it from the main character's point of views of of leaving to save themselves but then as a mom I can't help but step back and like imagining that morning with them not being there and just like putting myself in that shit like that position like I just so somber like realization of this is possibly what's best for them but what about me and then going back to now I can't protect them. Yes. And and Daniel has not seen Gaio since he left. And so it's the whole, like, you're gone forever. So it's almost like a death, even if they're alive, because they're so, there's such a big chasm between the family back home and where they would be in a new mm-hmm. life. Yeah. And that's a rough journey. And even if I think it's best for you to go, if you leave without me, how... How do I help you? Mm-hmm. I can't. You've taken that away from me. And now I don't know if you'll survive or in what circumstances you get hurt. And I... and it's almost more scary because there's not that finality to things. So what if mom doesn't hear from you again? Did something happen to you? Are know. you gone forever? Or have you just ghosted and you started your new life and left them behind so I just always imagine like that waking up every day with will I hear anything with like that 
just that can't be a good way to live right and what does that do in your imagination so I think as I look at what I feel called to, I feel called to, to call my mom. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that communication with family and to let her know always, you know, even if it's just that what's going on in my life is that my kid did well at piano lessons or that I had a rough day in traffic or something. I think I feel called to talk to my mom, but then also called to look at the signs um you know the the water and the grief and having a vision and all of that just to to sort of pay attention to the emotional signs I see around me so there were three things that that I felt is is my call one is always my mom as well and I tell students this all the time like there you definitely as as you're building your own schema of the world around you like it's hard to always relate to your parents because they still like when they look at you will see you as that amazing little being that child that they they are responsible for so it's really hard to give that young adult the freedom to to make their own footing and like make their own mistakes even though that's how things or learn the best. So I actually have a sign up in my office that says my mom was right about everything because <laughs> my mom and I had a very disconnected time when I was a teenager and now like I literally talk to her every day and my husband's always like, are you talking to your mom? I'm like, yeah, um, because we always keep in touch now because I realized how much I put her through and <laughs> I feel a lot of, of guilt for that because now if I imagine what if my child were doing that to me. Number two, is again looking for those signs and trying to like have those supportive conversations but which also leads into three one of the things that really stood out to me was Bikinia wanting her mom to ask the questions Mm. but her mom and her tia romanticized the -hmm. relationship as to who the paternity of the baby was and they didn't push in on that so she she made the allusions to to wanting to to be asked because she's not going to volunteer that information and it's just a reminder that sometimes even if what you are going to hear is not what you want to hear you need to push in and ask those tough questions because it might be the best way to help someone you care about sure so they kept saying like we'll let her talk when she's ready and I get that, and I get being a face and being there. With, but sometimes love means asking the questions and, and forcing the issue. Sometimes you need that tough love. Absolutely. So I don't just need to say I'm here if students need to talk. Sometimes if there's a kid Push who in. comes in a whole bunch of times, maybe we need to ask more about why. Mm-hmm. I wonder Absolutely. if her mom could have helped in any way. Correct. I don't know, but in some way. Thank you for talking with me about this. I so, enjoyed it. Thank you very much. High point of my day today. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, we want to know what you guys are thinking too. If you want to tell us what you thought of this point or of others, you can click on One Book, One School in Canvas and send me an audio message or a typed message. I will either read it out or play it on a future episode. Or if you tell me not to, that it's just for me, that's fine. There's also discussion boards. Mm-hmm. 
So let us know what you think about Dona Agostina's vision. Are you somebody who believes in visions? What would you do in this situation? And what do you hope happens for our characters? And I'm very invested in the book and we'll be pushing through and probably finishing quickly. So if you want to talk to me, feel free to chat in the hallway. I'd love to chat with anybody about it. All right. Talk to you guys soon. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye.